The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Gemara Nedarim, Daf Mem Vav. Today's Daf is being studied. The Ainu Nishmat Morzekeni Yosef Ben Sarah. The Ainu Nishmat Avraham Ben Esther. Ruach Hashem Tanihem Began Eden. Amen. Today's Daf is being studied for Ashenema. Moshe ben Dina, Sarah bat Rachel, Shalomo ben Miriam. In the referral of him, in the referral of him, in the referral of the Nefesh, of the Guf, of the Atam, Kerabada, Bobby Henry, Rasom, and Omar. Amen. Begin today's daf on Mem He Amudbet, starting from the new Perek, as well as the new Mishnah. Hashutafim, Shinadru, Hana'a, Zemizeh. So you have two partners, two partners that made a neder against each other. Shutafim. So it says, Asurim So both are forbidden to enter the courtyard. They're partners in the courtyard. And therefore, since each one now forbids himself to have Hana'ah from his friend, so therefore you have Reuben and Shimon, a partner, Reuben says, I'm not going to have Hana'ah from Shimon, Shimon says, I'm not going to have from Reuben. So the Hatser itself is a shared uh, area, and therefore Reuben can't walk in the courtyard, because he's having Hana'ah from Shimon's part of the courtyard, and Shimon cannot walk in the courtyard as well, because of vice versa. Of course, it's a little more detailed than that, we'll see in a moment, but that's basically the case. Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov Omer, Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov says, Ze nechnas letoch shelo, ve nechnas letoch shelo. Each one walks into their, their section. They say, how could that be? They're the chair. So what do you mean their section? Their section is not designated. So let's go and get some of the details to understand this case, which is really the setup of the Gemara. Number one, why should this be forbidden at all? If anything, this is just walking into the courtyard. Is walking into the courtyard really considered a hana'ah? So normally people don't care about that. That's called dirisat Nobody really cares about dirisat Even if I forbid myself from having hana'ah from you, we don't consider that such a hana'ah uh, that you can't walk on my property. Usually people are mevater on that. It's called vitur. However, this Mishnah is following the opinion that even something that's... People usually are mevater, they forgive, they don't care, is asur b'mudar So that's why we're even discussing the case where it's forbidden to walk through each other's helek or not. Secondly, the Gemara is going to explain that we're not talking about a chatser that's a large chatser. Because if it's a large chatser, where each one technically has their own section, each one has rights, let's say, to half the chatzir, so there I'm going to say that it's forbidden for Reuven to walk into the chatzir, as well as Shimon. In that case, over there where it's a big chatzir, and we'll see why. But let's discuss what the Mishnah is talking about. The Mishnah is talking about a very small chatzir, where really it's not even divisible. You can't even split it up amongst the two partners. And this case over here is talking about where, like I said, it's a small chatzir. And technically, 
according to the Bidi Ezer, he said, you know what, each one can walk into the Hatser, because we're using a concept called Berera. What is the concept of Berera? Let me just give you an example where Berera is used. Literally, Berera means to select. Berera is used in a case as follows. Let's say on uh, Yom Tov. You're allowed to make Shechita on Yom Tov on an animal. But you have to designate the animal from before Yom Tov that this animal is going to be designated for Shechita. Let's say you didn't designate. You have to stop an animal. You didn't designate it for anything. So it'll be the eyes will hold. If you go with Berera, when you pick that animal out of the herd, I come along and say, retroactively, I can say that that animal, let's say before Yom Tov, I said one of the animals in the herd is going to be Amnishrochet. Uh, but I didn't say which one. Retroactively, I say, when I select this animal, this was the animal that was selected at the time of my thought, therefore this is the animal as if I can slaughter it. said, no, you can't now select the animal. You can't make it now. We don't say retroactively it was, it was selected. But according to the media, you say retroactively it was selected. So I say like this. I have this little hot set, right? Since I knew at the time that I bought it with my partner that really we both cannot really split it up because to split it up, there's not enough room for, for two people to split up such a small chatzir. So therefore, it's as if it was like a stipulation that when I walk into the chatzir, it's all mine. And when my partner walks into the chatzir, it's all his. And therefore, now when I make a neder, I'm not going to have an af from Shimon. Right? I can't walk in the chatzir according to the Bidi Because I'm going to say, using Bidira, that... I'll say at this point right now, it's considered all the events. And when Shimon walks into the field, we'll say at this point it's considered all Shimon's. And therefore each one is considered an exclusive owner at the time that he is walking in. Therefore it's not considered having Hana'a from each other. Whereas the Hachamim, they have a different sheet. I say no, we don't go with uh, Berera. And therefore, I don't say that retroactively. I say it works like this, according to Hachami. You're right. I, I have half, let's say, of the Hatzid. Even though it's a tiny Hatzid, half of it technically belongs to me, but half it's really not worth too much. So I need really rights on the other half to, to walk through, even generally. So what, the way the rabbis look at it, they say, I have what's called the Shi'abud on the other half, which means I have not ownership, not like going to be in the Islands where the whole thing is mine. No, I have rights on my half that I own, and then I have... Uh, rights on the other half, which means my friend cannot stop me from walking in the other half, because part of we're partners, like, you can't use half the hatzir. So I own, let's say, the goof of half of it, and part of it I have what's called the shabud. It's not a lean on it, but I have, I have rights on the other half, because we're partners, really. So I don't own it. But once already I make a ned that I'm not going to have hana'af from my friend, so therefore, technically, those rights that I have on the other half, I cannot have an A from it. And we don't say that retroactively that the whole thing is considered mine. Oh no, it doesn't work with retroactive. The way it works with it, it is what it is, not right now. Half of it belongs to you, and half of it is other. So technically, on the half that you're walking in, there wouldn't be a problem. But now, once you go past half of it, so that belongs to your friend that. Uh, you're right, you have rights to walk in there, but he's giving you those rights. He's giving you those rights. I mean, he's giving you hana'ah. So therefore, there's two distinct ways of looking at this hatzid. I'll repeat it to you again, just so you have a clarity. Rabbi the Ezer says, you have this small hatzid, 
technically, each guy needs the whole chaser to benefit from it, because otherwise it's too small. He needs like four amot, the whole thing. So you want to have an eye, you got to have the whole thing. So he says, it's like an understood thing. When the fellow walks in, the uven that is, let's say, I'm going to say that retroactively it was established that the whole chaser is going to be his at the time when they bought it. The whole chaser is any time he walks in. Now, what wasn't clarified yet is when is he going to walk in? That wasn't clarified. When is he going to walk in? So at the time that he walks in, I'm going to say that that time was selected, or initially, that's going to be all his. And the same thing with Shimon. So therefore, there's no problem. But that's using Benera, because I have to say, retroactively, it was selected, and at this time, when he walks in, the other Shita, Hachamim, they say no. We don't use this concept of Benera, retroactive selection. They're going to come along and say, listen, bottom line, it's a small little Hatzid. So, Technically, nobody owns the whole thing at any time. Not going to work it like that. The mechanics of it are going to be half it belongs to the Uven, if it belongs to Shimon. Okay, so technically, up to half, each one could walk because, but you can't walk up to half because you really can't use the Hatzir up to half. It's a small Hatzir. So the Uven has his half, and then on the other half, Shimon, his partner, has to give him rights to that because that's a partnership. So he has what's called a shi'bud. It's like a lien on the other half. He doesn't own the actual half, but he has uh, walking rights. He has whatever rights that they, he has as a partner. Once already, the woman says, I'm not going to have Hana'af from my partner. So automatically, he cannot walk in that other half now. Because it's, it, it's, not, it's, not, uh, it's, it, it's, it's not his. And technically, he can't walk in the whole chatzir. Because now, which half is, which half is his? Understand which half? You're right. He has half somewhere, but who's half? Maybe it's the other half. I mean, that, and the, and the other half is already he has a lien on it. His partner owes him, and therefore we don't go with this retroactive business. That at the time each one walks in, the whole thing belongs to him. Therefore, the Achamim say is going to be. And so that's the way we uh, understand the uh, Mishnah. Mishnah continues. Ushnehem asurim laamid lehayim v'tanur ulgadel tanegolim. But both Reuven and Shimon, who made this neder, each one against each other, cannot uh, put a rehaim, a millstone, or a tanur is an oven, or let's say to raise chickens in the chatzir. Which means even to be the Ezra and Yaakov that he was lenient, he was only lenient, let's say, to walk into the chatzir. Each one could walk into the chatzir, because by walking into the chatzir, as partners, no partner can stop the other partner from walking into the chatzir. So really, I look at it as I told you. The whole chatzir is mine when I'm walking in. When he walks in, the whole chatzir retroactively belongs to him at that time. And there was no problem. However, when it comes to, let's say, putting a, uh, uh, an object in the middle of the chatzir. So that already, when we went partners on the chatzir, I didn't go partners with da'at, that my partner's going to put something in the chatzir like that. Otherwise, he's taking up the space in the chatzir. I don't want my partner to... So really, he needs my permission to do that. That already, he needs what's called like a, a, a consent, because again, you, it's a small chatzir as it is. Now you're going to put a middle, uh, an oven in the middle of the chatzir, you're blocking the, whole, uh, blocking the whole area. So there you need consent of the other partner. So even the Bilizim Yaakov is going to say... That if the Uven, let's say, uh, vows, I'm not going to have an from Shimon, the Uven cannot put a, put, put, a, put a Tanur over there. Because why? Since Shimon has to give him consent, so really he's having an from Shimon. That's not considered an automatic. Which means, on things that are an automatic, like uh, walking in the hot, 
when, I, when I'm a partner with my chatzar, I'm going to get permission from my partner if I could, can I walk in my chatzar. We're partners, by the way. Only problem is it's very small. So if I say that uh, retroactively, at the time that we bought it, it was understood that at the time that I walk in, I'm the full owner. That's what Bin does for me. So if I'm the full owner, no problem. But I'm never the full owner to put a tanur in there. There already, I need my, my friend, I got to ask him permission. So therefore, even if Shimon comes along and says, okay, put the uh, tanur in there, he's giving me a hana'ah. So and Vincent, I'm, 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 I'm binding myself out of hana'ah from uh, Shimon. So well, this, the birira, this inyan of the selection is not going to help you legabe putting a furniture or whatever it is in the hatzir itself. Okay, so that's the chiluk uh, in the drisatarek, walking through or putting a tanur rechai. We continue. Now the Mishnah goes to a, a, another case which really should not be a Hadush. Because now it's saying, let's say just one of the partners forbade himself from his friend. The Uven said, I'm not going to have an af from Shimon. So it's a one-way, it's a one-way neder, right? Lo Okay, again, according to Hakamin, could not look at the Hatzir. Because how do we look at it? Bottom line, at this point, you only own half and the other half is owed to you, which means you have rights to the other half, and therefore by walking in, you're going to have a hana'am. We don't use the concept of retroactive selection, therefore you cannot walk in. That, that fellow, the Uven. Just as in the first case, the Uven can walk in, and he can say, I'm walking into my own. Because again, using retroactive selection, when the Uven walks in, it will be saying what? That it was selected retroactively, and at that time that Uven walks in, it's considered his. Now, there's no Hadush in this case so far. Because what's the difference between when the two partners did it to each other, or one partner did it? The Hadush now is in the next line. Ve'eni nechnasetosh l'chavah. He can say, I'm not going into your part. However, ve'chofin etanoder limkor ethelko. That's the Hadush. The guy that made the neder, we force him to sell his share to his partner. Why? Because of the jealousy factor. What are we concerned? Hey, listen, guy made a neder on himself. I am not going to have an have from my partner's uh, assets. So now what do they tell the Uven? All right, fellow, you cannot walk into the Hatser now. You're stuck. Now what does he see his partner doing? Walking in the Hatser, doing whatever he's doing, and all that things. So now... The partner gets jealous. Hey, listen, we're partners. He's using the Hatser. I'm not. But he made a neder on himself. So he said, you know what? This is, this is an unsafe situation from the neder standpoint. We're worried Ruven's not going to be able to hold his neder. Because he's just going to want to benefit. So he takes advantage of the partnership. Especially when he sees his partner using the, 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 the Hatser. He gets jealous. Why are you using I'm not using it. I mean, you made a neder against yourself. But you know what? He's not going to be able to hold his neder. Because of the jealousy factor. So you know what the Mishnah advises? Ruven, you better sell your share to, to Shimon. Sell it. Get out, get out of this Hasid uh, over here because we don't want you to break your neder and get into halachic uh, uh, issues over here. Now, it's only a problem in this case where one of the partners made a neder against each other. But in the first case of the Mishnah where both partners made a neder against each other, I'm not worried about the jealousy factor. Because just like Ruven can't walk in the field, Shimon can't walk in the field as well. So therefore, that's not the issue. It's only when one of the two makes a neder against each other where we say he should sell his uh, rights uh, to the other partner so he doesn't fall into the trap. Now, this is worthy. Let's read the Ran over here in this case. The Ran is 
היה אחד מהם, עמוד ראשון, a third of the way down, היה אחד מהם מודר הנאה מחברו. this case, לא אצטריכה, לא לרבנן ולא לרבידי עזר בן יעקב. דבן נמור ובן נמור, מן לי נדרו שניהם, מן לי נדר אחד מהם. Which means in this case over here, there's no difference if both partners made a nidr against each other or one made a nidr against each other. It's the same case as the Resha. Edam Mishum Sefa Nakta. But the Hadush is in the end of the case. Dektani vechofina nodeb lemkoret halko. That we force Reuven to sell his share. Dedavka keshenadare had mehem. Only when one of them made a nidr Mishum. Dekevan di iu asar vechavrei muta. Since he's forbidden and his friend is permissible. Again, I'm worried of the jealousy factor. He might be jealous of his friend. And he might use it himself. So he doesn't uh, stumble. Good, we force him to sell. But when they forbade Ana'a from each other, they're both Asur anyway. Right, and each one is going to be careful. That answers another point. Let's say you don't have partners. Ruven comes along and says, I forbid myself to have an A'af from Shimon. In that case over there, you don't have to worry about Ruven selling anything because it's only an inyan of partners. Then we're worried about the situation. Because in partners you're jealous. If, if Reuven says, I'm not going to have any anaf from Shimon. Shimon's having anaf from Reuven. What, what do you want to do over there? That's not a jealousy factor. But in partners where you feel like you have equal rights. So therefore if one forbids himself, we're going to say, you know what? You're going to get into trouble. So therefore he says to uh, sell. Okay, now look at the Ran. Ran speaks out a point there. I feel that the Isaac and Yaakov Nameh decided to connect the Chaser. Kofino told him Kor. Now, even according to the Isaac and Yaakov, that he allows them to walk. Because then we say retroactive selection, no problem. It belongs to each one. Still, the Bidazer agrees. Sell the uh, sell. Why sell? What's the problem that can come out over here? Now, Ikan the Mechash Shemitoch Shloet Chaverom Ma'amid Rechaim VeTanur. Uh, let's discuss the guy that didn't make the neder. Shimon, the other partner. Can Shimon put a uh, an oven in the? Uh, yeah, because he's allowed to have an af from Reuven. Reuven forbade himself from Shimon, but Shimon didn't forbid himself from Reuven. Therefore, Shimon's allowed to put a put an oven in there. So what, even according to the Bidi Isaac, right? You can put the oven according to everybody. So what's going to happen? Reuven is going to see Shimon putting the oven in. And what's going to happen? He's going to get jealous. So even according to the Bidi Ezer, the advice is, Reuven, you made the Neder, sell. V'u'enu rasha, yitkane bo, v'yavod al-sotken. Now, v'chi'item, ha-bishlam al-rabanan da'asri la'afil b'dirisat ha-regel, ikatabad ha-shem yitkane l'fishu asur b'dirisat ha-regel, v'chavero mutar, v'em b'yadol l'mchot. Avar b'di Ezer, m'yakob ma'ekpat b'dirisat ha-regel, i'u nami shari, v'im yitkane b'chavero ma'amadat l'chaim, l'yakeb aleh. Which means the Bili Ezer. What are you worried about? You're worried about the jealousy factor on the oven. Well, didn't we learn above that Shimon can't put the oven in unless the Uven gives him permission? So very simple, Uven, don't give him permission. 
You see, when it comes to walking through, you don't got to have each other's permission to walk through the, the, the Hatzer. Good. So therefore, walking through, you can't. So therefore, according to Hachamim, I understand why you have to sell his Halik. Because bottom line, uh, according to Hachamim, we don't serve retroactive selection. And therefore, bottom line, when the Uven cannot walk in, Shimon can, he's going to get jealous, fine. Mashiach, in the case of the Tanur, what are you worried about? According to Rabbi Ezra Yaakov, I'm worried that Shimon might put his Tanur there. Shimon's going to get jealous, and he's going to also do something. What do you mean? Shimon, very simple. Don't give him permission. If you don't give him permission, Shimon cannot uh, put his Tanur in there. And therefore, even. That's it. You don't have to have an issue. Walking in, according to Rabbi Ezra Yaakov, is not a problem. I use retroactive selection. But the Hana'ah of putting the Tanur, that's a legitimate... Don't give him permission to do that. So therefore he says, no, he, he's not going to do that because it's not nice, let's say for a partner, not to give him permission. So he writes, It's a zilzula. It's embarrassing to tell his partner he can't put, a, put, a, put, a, put his oven in there. Which means, especially when he did it himself. So what do you want to? Reuven says, I'm not going to have an hour from Shimon. Now Shimon says, I'm going to put my oven there. You can't. You can't. What, what did I do to you? I, I, I didn't make any need. You made the need on yourself. So then what's going to end up happening? Shimon's going to put his oven over there. Because Reuven cannot uh, tell him anything. It's not nice. And what's going to end up happening? He's going to see that. Oh, my partner's using the uh, I'm not using the Hatzir over there. He's going to start using it himself. So if you know what? Even if Ezra Yaakov says, sell. Sell your halik and know that you're going to get into issues. Shnag continues. Haya echad minashuk. Wait. Haya echad minashuk mudav beachat mehem hanaa lo yikanes lehasir. Well, now the Mishnah just speaks out another case, which again should be obvious to us. Now we're discussing you have two partners in a Hatzir. You have a guy on the outside, a third guy in the street. He made a neder. I am not going to have an A'af from one of these partners. Let's take, for example, Reuven. So therefore, according to the Hachamim, again, he's not going to be able to walk into this Hatzer. Because I don't go with this uh, retroactive uh, selection over here, which is obvious. Bottom line, when I'm walking in, bottom at that point, I'm having an A'af from uh, that partner. Rabbi Li'izim and Yaakov Mir, Yachol lo ma'lo letok shil even in this case, if Yezim Yaakov says, he could say, I'm walking in, I'm walking into my friend's section, and I'm not walking in to the Uven section, to the, to the guy that I forbade myself. Now look at the uh, Ran in this case. The Ran is on the one, two, three, four, five lines, uh, five lines now. Haya echad minashuk mudar meqad memhana'a rezului kristakasir. Hach baba lo tanele mishum tanakama. I don't need this for Tanakama. Because for Tanakama, it's even two partners that forbid each other. Each guy cannot now walk into the Hatzer. So certainly a third party, when he makes a neder against Reuven, or one of the partners, is not going to be able to walk into the field. Right, which means if a person could come along and uh, forbid his own partner from walking into the uh, uh, field, Right, when Uven comes along and says, I'm not going to have a Hana'a, and he says, I'm not going to have a Hana'a, so Koshkin, on a guy off the street, isn't me forbidden. That's what he's Even the he's not a partner. And still, he's able to walk into the field. 
ולפנינו תראה את העתיד, אפילו לבותר למנת רפואה. מי הוא כתב על השבעה? זה על דווקא כשהוא נכנס לצורך השותף. Which means, when we have a partnership on a Hatser, it doesn't mean some guys of the chicken just walk into my Hatser uh, arbitrarily. It's not a Rishut Rabim over here. It's this guy that's walking in has to walk in because uh, so walking, you're walking into my private courtyard. So therefore the Rashba speaks out, he has to have a, a reason that he's walking. Either he needs to tell one of the partners, some of the partners need him to tell him something, do something with him. שאם הקנו זה את זה, תעשה לי לצאת רגליהם, ולכל מי ששחק להם, לא הקנו אותו לכל העולם. שזה פעם זה דיל עם עצמם. אתה יכול לעשות מה שאתה רוצה, אני יכול לעשות מה שאתה רוצה. אבל הם עושים דיל עם עצמם, שאתה יכול לעשות את זה מהשטרית, מה שאתה רוצה. ולכן, כמו שאתה יכול לעשות את זה, שאתה יכול לעשות את זה מהשטרית, זה רק אם יש פרפסט לעשות את זה, או אם יש פרפסט Uh, a guy off the street comes over and says, I'm not going to have an A'a from uh, Reuven. So besides him not being allowed to have an A'a from anything that belongs to Reuven, he's also not going to be allowed to walk into the Hatser according to Hachamim. Because by the way, he walks in, who's Halek is he having an A'a from? Maybe he's having an A'a from Reuven. You have to remember, it's a, it's a small uh, Hatser. And then we don't go with retroactive selection. And then the bottom line, he is having an A'a from one of the partners. Rabbi Ezra Yaakov says, no, we will go with retroactive selection again. And therefore, bottom line, when the guy off the street walks in, I could say, at that point, when he walks in, just like, uh, let's say, Shimon has rights to the whole thing when he walks in. So when somebody's coming to give something to Shimon, technically, at that time, when he's walking in, it's considered he's walking in for Shimon's purpose, if the whole thing belongs to Shimon at that point. Therefore, he's not having an ad from the other guy that he forbade himself having an ad to. The whole field belongs to the other partner at that time when anybody's walking in to, to serve his uh, purposes. Therefore, you have no problem as well. Come to the Mishnah and continues. That gives another case now. Hamudan and Ha'am Havero. Simple, different case. Totally different case. Guy comes along and says, I'm not going to have an app for my friend. Let's say Reuven comes along and says, I am not going to have an app from Shimon. And Shimon in the city has, let's say, a bathhouse, or he has, let's say, an olive press, and he rents out the olive press to somebody else. So he's not really working in the olive press. He rented it out to somebody else. So the question is now, can Reuven go to that bathhouse? Well, it's Shimon's bathhouse, but he's not really working. He rented it out to a third party. So is it considered when he goes to the bathhouse having an ah? Because bottom line, I'm going to Shimon's bathhouse, or this is not Shimon's bathhouse anymore. He rented it out to somebody else. So the Mishnah says, If there is no it depends if Reuven still has a, a, a share in the profits. Which means if Reuven is making profits, so therefore he's renting it out, but bottom line, he's getting commission on every customer, so therefore it's, it's like his. Therefore the guy can't walk in, because he's getting an ah. But let's say he gives it over to him, he's getting a rental. Which means it's a fair price, it's getting $1,000 a month, I don't care how many people use the bathhouse, I don't care if it doesn't, set price. So therefore it's really like the, the renters, and therefore the uh, fellow that made the name would be allowed to uh, walk into that bathhouse. Another case, which we had already. The guy tells his friend, 
guy comes along and says, I'm forbidding myself from walking into your house. Right? And I'm not going to benefit, I'm not going to buy your field. Okay, he said, Betecha Sadecha. Met, now let's say the owner of the house died. Let's say he sold the field to somebody else. Mutar. Why? Because he said, yours. I'm not going to have an house as long as it's yours. Betecha Sadecha. So once he sells it, it's no longer his house, it's no longer his field. No problem. However, But if he doesn't say yours, he just says the house, I'm not going to have an af from. The field, I'm not going to have an af from. Then already, if he dies, the owner, he's still asur. Because I didn't forbid myself, as long as he's owning it, I forbid myself from the house itself. I forbid myself from the field itself. And if it's going to be asur. So that's an obvious case. The difference between betecha and bay. The difference between sadecha and... Okay, now, let's go back to Amishnah for a second, outside, and let's go back to the original case. This is an interesting case because it's talking about each one of the partners forbade himself from his friend's uh, uh, items. That Uven said, I'm not going to have an af from Shimon. She was like, I'm not going to have an af from the Uven. So we said in that case over there, the rabbis were, were strict, and they came along. Neither partner can walk into the field. Because if you don't work with this business of retroactive uh, uh, selection, bottom line, at the time when he's walking into the field, each one's having a hana'ah from his friend's uh, uh, part. And if we don't say, we don't say that the whole field, we say, belongs to, although I say belongs to one of the partners at the time that he walks in, each one's having an hana'ah from each other. Good. But that's in the case where they did it to themselves. So maybe then the rabbis will penalize uh, each partner, because you did it to yourself. Who should make such a crazy near that you're forbidding yourself to your friend's item? But let's say it was the opposite case. Let's say the other partner forbade his friend from having an at on him. Not that Uven said, I'm forbidding myself from Shimon. Shimon said, I'm forbidding the Uven to have an from me. So in that, and then vice versa. Maybe in that case where the Uven didn't do anything wrong. He didn't uh, put himself in the predicament. Maybe in that case, the rabbis will be lenient and say, you know what? Then you can walk in and no problem. We're not going to ban you. Maybe we only put a, a penalty on the uven. Hey, shut open your mouth and forbid yourself against your friend's uh, items. You did it to yourself, so therefore you can't walk into the field. But maybe when Shimon did it to the, when the partners did it to each other, maybe we'll tell the guy, Anus, I didn't do anything to my you tell me I can't walk into my own uh, field now. So maybe the rabbis will even agree and concede that the partners could walk in. That want to know how far the rabbis went. So the Gemara starts. Ibailu benadru peligi, which means they're talking about benadru, which means each guy made a neder on himself. However, hidiru ze etze mai. Hidiru ze etze means let's say the partners forbade the other ones against each other. Which means it wasn't the Reuven that forbade himself to Shimon. It's Shimon. That forbade the uven from having an ah. In that case, maybe when they each guy did it to himself, that's when they have the argument. Aval bedido zeze modula rabbanan rabbi yisim yakov dechi on sindamu. Then you consider them honest. Yeah, what do you want from me? I can't walk into my field now, but because my partner forbade me from having an ah, I'm honest. I didn't do it to myself. Maybe the rabbis believe you can still walk into the field. Odel mafilu bedido zeze peligi rabbanan. Or maybe I'll say, listen, there's no difference. Bottom line, I don't care if the Uven forbade himself or Shimon forbade himself. Bottom line, he has a nether against him. 
he cannot uh, walk into the field. Regardless, that's the uh, that's the Gemara's case. Good. Which means like this. I want to understand the mechanics of the question. In this question, the assumption is like this. Really, I'll say Hachamim hold this concept of selection. They hold this retroactive selection business. And really, in a case, even when one of the partners forbids himself from having Anna from Shimon, technically he should be able to walk into the field. Why? Because retroactively, I'll say that at the time that he walks in the field, the field really belongs to, to him at that point. And if he's not having an af from Shimon. And the same thing as well. Really, they, I could say the rabbis will hold Yesh Bereda. Also, why did they forbid the Uven to walk into the field? Because they were Knastim. They put a Knast on him. They put a penalty on him. Well, what are you making a Nedid like that for? Against, uh, against you forbidding yourself? Now we're going to tell you from Knast you cannot walk in. But maybe the rabbis only put the Knast when the partner did it to himself. But when his other partner did it, maybe we go back to the regular word, Yesh Bereda. And therefore, when he's walking into the field, bottom line, it's considered his. Uh, at that point, you understand? I want you to understand how the selection works over here. The field is a small field, like the Gemara is going to conclude. That's why I'm, I'm giving you a coin to the Gemara's Maskana. Who owns this, who owns this uh, field, the partners on this Hatzir? Okay, the Uven, let's say, said, I'm not going to have an A'af from uh, my partner. At this point, we're going to say, you know what? Halachically, everybody holds the Uven can walk into the, to this Hatzir. You know why? Because when he walks into this Hatzir, I'm going to say, at that point, it's considered his, his Hatzir. Because since it's so small, so at the time that they made the Kinyan on the Chatzir, they said, whenever each one of us walks in, it's yours at that point. We just don't know when he's going to walk in. So the, the selection is really on the time. Not on the... Everybody agrees that, they made, that that's given, that at the time that they bought the field, these two partners, it was assumed that whenever each one walks in, it's theirs. It's just that we don't know whenever that is. We don't know when that time is. So what selection does to me over here, Benera says... That at that time, when the Uven decides to walk in, I say that time was selected retroactively. That's the time that they decided that Uven is going to own the field. And at this point, the Gemara is assuming that, you know what? Maybe the rabbis really hold Yesh Benera. And even when the Uven, let's say, forbade himself from Shimon, he'll agree to be as a Minyakov from the Hanacha. He can really walk in. So why did the Mishnah say he can't walk in? Because the rabbis put a knas on the Uven. Because you opened your big mouth and you said you're not having that out from Shimon. What did you do that for? So you know what? You can't walk into the field. But it's knas. But maybe they only knast when he did it himself. But let's say when Shimon said, Reuven, you cannot have an A'ah from me. In that case over there, no problem. Reuven can still walk in because he's not having an A'ah. Because he should say, Bereda. At the time Reuven walks into the Hatser, it's considered all his. Because retroactive selection, therefore no problem. Or maybe the rabbi said, you know what? They all say it on all cases. Even though logically it should be permissible, the rabbis will say it whether Reuven made it on himself or even if Shimon did it himself. We want to know how far did the rabbis go in this case, so comes the Gemara and comes along and says, which means like this, on the other side of the question is, if the rabbis hold in Bidira, if the rabbis hold in Bidira, there's no difference between whether the Uven did it himself or his partner did it to him. Mm-hmm. Again, there's two, I want you to hear the two sides of this question, it's very nice. There's two ways of learning how Mishnah comes out. What's the reason why the rabbis forbade the Uven to walk into the field? Either could, because he made an idiot against his uh, partner. But so what? One reason could be because he holds, they hold, in Bidira. You don't go at retroactive selection. And therefore what? Since, bottom line, when the Uvin's walking in, I don't say that retroactively was selected at that point when he walks in, 
it's going to be his, because that's the only way you can make it all the events. You got to retroactively say it. the time they went partners on it, yeah, we assume because they did make a stipulation at the time that they bought it because it's a small, small field. So the stipulation was: whenever one of us walks in, you're the sole owner, and the other guy said, whenever you walk in, you're the sole owner. But the time when they're going to walk in was not established yet. So retroactive selection has to say that at the time Reuven walked in, we have to so that was the time that they had in mind at the beginning. Well, if Hachim don't subscribe to that whole business of retroactive selection, I don't care who made the it against each other. Whether Reuven made it to Shimon or Shimon made it against Reuven, what's the difference? Bottom line, Reuven's having a Hana'ah. But I can learn differently. I can see that maybe the rabbis hold Yez You go retroactive selection. So why, so why then when Reuven makes it in against Shimon, can he walk in? Knas. Maybe I'll only make the Knas when Reuven did it to himself. But when Shimon did it to his partner, the member will say, well, who you know, or send me? Well, and I can't walk into my uh, field, you're telling me? In that case, the rabbis will go according to the law, and they'll work with Berera. So it depends how you learn the reason of the Hakamim. If you say they hold in Berera, there's no difference who made the Neder. Whether the Uven made it against Shimon, or Shimon made it against the Uven. Which is either Uven forbade himself from Shimon, or Shimon forbade the Uven from himself. Either way, it's going to be, of course, in Berera. But if you say Yesh Berera, maybe they only enforce Yesh Berera... Maybe they only enforced the Isur when they vended it to himself because they canast him. But Meshachim, when his partner forbade him from walking in, well, I work with Benedict. Bottom line, when I walk in, retracting selection, it should be okay. So the Yavala says, again, maybe when each guy did it to himself, proof from our Mishnah. That was one of the cases of Amishnah. One of the partners was from his friend. What does Mudarana'a mean? Mudarana'a means he was forbidden to have from his friend. Normally that means, if I'm the Mudar, that means somebody forbade me. And that's the way we learn, that's the way they're learning the Mishnah. That means, you have to finish one of the partners in a Hatser. He didn't do it himself. He was mudar. That means Shimon forbade him. And what did it say in the Mishnah? And the rabbi still said in that case, so we cannot walk into the field. So you see what? They're arguing even in a case where they didn't forbid themselves, but they were forbidden by the partner. It means obviously Achamim hold and Berera, and therefore it doesn't matter. So you want us to know, Tani Nadur Change like the text of the Mishnah. Instead of calling the guy a mudar, call him a nadur. Nadur means he's the one himself that made the nadir. So I could, oh, I, 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 could, I could doctor up the Mishnah and learn the case to him where he did it to himself. It makes sense to learn the Mishnah that way, that he did it to himself. You know why? What do we say in that case? When one of the partners makes a nadir, he's got to sell his... Share to the other partner because we're worried about the jealousy factor, right? Now, makes sense if he did it himself. Okay, so he did it himself. So now sell, sell the uh, sell your uh, portion to your partner. And but if he was just forbidden by his friend, what do you want for him to sell for? I didn't do anything wrong. And they, what did I do? Uh, my my Shimon came along and said, you cannot have an hour for my chilek. Okay, that we forced uh, Uvein to sell? What, what did I do? I knew nothing. My friend, of course. If I did it to myself, I, said, I cannot have an hour from Shimon. Uh, listen, now you're putting yourself in a predicament. You know what? Sell. So therefore, from the fact that the Mishnah told sell, so therefore I have, I, I have no, uh, I have an ayat. The Mishnah was talking about a case where he did it himself. So therefore, basically, this question was not answered. 
it's left in abeyance. Again, Sheila was. How far were the rabbis uh, going? We don't know. We for sure know they were discussing a case where he did it himself. We want to know, is it even... We tried to bring... Even if, let's say, his partner did it to him. We want to bring him a da'ayah from our Mishnah. We couldn't bring a da'ayah from our Mishnah. So we're back to the question, what is the... What is the mean? The Mishnah does not uh, answer it. Okay. Comes the Mishnah and continues. Amar Amar Zaidi. And now we're going to learn the case that we're discussing, which we learned this already. At this point, the Mishnah is... We have to discuss what type of Hatser are we talking about. I told you the answer already. We're talking about a small Hatser. But now we're going to get to that now. How do we know we're talking about a small Hatser or a big Hatser? So the first rabbi comes along and says, the Mahlokr is actually talking about Chiyeshba Kedeh Halukah. The Mahlokr is where it's a big field. Where it's a big Hatser. Now, let's discuss the dynamics of a big Hatser. Big Hatser is humongous, let's say. It's, uh, I don't know, 20 Amot. So technically, it's, it's, the, it's divisible. Each guy technically can do with half of the, of the field. After the Hatser. Don't have to assume that when each guy walks in, he's owning the whole thing. Because technically there's enough to, to split it. So if I don't have to assume that each guy is giving me the full rights to the... So in that case, I'll say that there's a machloket. I understand hakamim. Hakamim are obvious. Because hakamim will say, listen, bottom line, when I forbid myself from Shimon, when I'm walking into the field, who, who says I'm walking, maybe I'm having an hour from uh, Shimon's part. Because Bob is divisible. I mean, don't go retroactive uh, selection in the case where each guy has uh, half, uh, half a field. Because technically, what? When I'm walking into the Hatzid itself, I'm having an af from part of Shimon's uh, uh, property. Right? Because it's not, it's not the, the side who owns what. We're just partners. So the Achim says, so what's the logic going to be there? Isn't Yaakov, according to this logic, he's going to say that even in a, uh, in a big uh, uh, field, big Hatzid, you go with retroactive selection. The bottom line, when I walk in, it's mine for that time for walking in. Even in the big field, which, which, which is hard to understand in, in that case, because technically, there was enough, why do I have to have the whole uh, chatzit? Uh, technically, he owns half and I own him. Still, according to this version, even on a big chatzit, Rabbi Azim Yaakov was lenient, the bottom line, when Reuven says, I'm not going to have an from Shimon, Reuven can... Walk into the fickle, using retroactive selection. I'll say, at the time that I'm walking in, he's walking into his own field. That's how far um, uh, he wants to he, he wants to go. Okay, right, good. Right, he doesn't care. He doesn't make a difference between a big chatzir and a small chatzir. However, according to this version, on a small one, everyone says it's mutar. Even the rabbis are going to say mutar. Because on a small field, a small chatzir, you have to assume everybody knew that, listen, at the time that each one's going to walk in, what do you want to do over here? You have to, you have to give the guy, uh, you, have to, you have to give it to him. Because there's not enough for, for, for two guys to use it at the same time. So basically, I'm using retroactive selection. I bet you're going to ask me a question, but the rabbis don't go with retroactive selection. But this is a little different type of retroactive selection over here. I'm going to explain you the difference over here. That even the rabbis who generally hold in Berera, 
according to this version, they'll say it's okay when the field's small. Even though you have to use a, some sort of bidet, I'll tell you why. You know what the type of bidet the rabbis were against? The rabbis were against the bidet, for example, let's say a guy is married to uh, two wives. Both of their names are Rachel. Okay? So he comes along and he tells a uh, sofer, write a get for uh, Rachel. He doesn't say which one. They might get for One of the laws of a get is the sofer has to write it for the sake of the one that's getting divorced. So the sofer writes, you know, so and so is getting divorced from Rachel. Then later on, uh, the husband says, uh, it was that one. So now, now, using retroactive selection, it's okay. That means when he told the sofer to write for Rachel, retroactively, I say he had that one in mind. Because so you're creating. The get right now is pasutek. I don't know what it's written for. Using retroactive, I'm trying to now establish the validity of the get. Otherwise, the get is pasul. Correct? Then the rabbis say, You got to say at the time. You can't now leave it open and then say later on that that's what, I, that, that's what he meant. That is a classic case of benedah as well. This case over here, let's speak it out. When you have a small field... I'm not using Berera on the stipulation, so to speak, because it's obvious it's a small Hatser. At the time that they bought the Hatser together, can't you fairly assume that they made a deal? Listen, when you walk in, it's all yours. Shimon, when you walk in, it's all yours. Because it's such a... That I don't need retroactive selection for. Because it's such a small Hatser, it's obvious that that's, that was the deal. What are you selecting over here? Just the time. The time is unknown. I don't know when Ruben is going to walk in. I don't know when Shimon is going to walk in. It's, it's, that's open. Geez, the actual stipulation itself of that the ownership is all of Ruben when he walks in and all of Shimon when he walks in, that, that exists from the beginning. I don't need to be it after that. That's, that's fact. That's considered given. It's just that I don't know what time Ruben is going to walk in. Therefore, what do I have to say? When the Uven walks in, I say retroactively, when they made that stipulation at the beginning, that it's all the Uvens, retroactively, they meant at 427, when he walked in. So when I'm only selecting the time, but not the actual person, like, it's the Hail. That's already, uh, the, the whole selection is done at that point. Which, which lady is being divorced? That's not just a, a, a detail in the, in the select. That's the actual... Selection itself, then the rabbis say, Enverera. But where the item was selected already, you just need to select the time that was going to be, which was the unknown, then the rabbis will agree there is Enverera. That's why I quote this version, when the field is, Hatzir is small, even the rabbis will say, Ruven can walk in. I'll speak to that again. The Hatzir is a small field, right? Two partners, Ruven and Shimon. According to this version, in this case over here, the Uven said, I am not going to have an af from Shimon. Hakamim are going to say, the Uven can walk into the field. Everybody's having an af from Shimon. He's not having an af from Shimon. When he walks in, it's his field. It's his Hatzir. As well as Shimon. When Shimon made the same nerd, I'm not having an af from the Uven, Shimon can walk into the Hatzir. Are we having an af? No, you're not having an af. When you walk in, it's all yours. That you're going to use selection. Why? Because it's obvious at the time that they went partners, that's the, that's the stipulation they made. That when you walk in, it's all yours, and when I walk in, it's all mine. What was, what do you need selection? Where would selection come in, Benedah come in at that point? I just don't know the time that that's going to kick in. When you walk in, well, that's an unknown. 
because right now we're partners. But when, when nobody's walking in the field, it's partners, by the way. It's just that, when is that condition activated retroactively? When he steps in at 427, oh, now we say, oh, retroactively, that condition was made. That at 427, it's going to belong to Nuvin. So since you're not activating the actual condition, it's just a, a time of when it's going to, then the rabbis will concede, according to this version, it's okay. When do they say in Berira? When you're selecting the whole item. Guy comes along and says, I'm divorced, he tells this way, right for Rachel. Which Rachel? Unknown in totality. We don't know which Rachel is. Then later on he comes along and says, okay, Rachel number one. There, that, that you're relying on Mamash, retroactive selection. To the, at the time, the Sufi wrote the gate, it's open, it's open ticket. Which Rachel? So you want to say, it was Lishma, because we'll say he meant the one he said now. Oh, that's relying on Berira in totality. That's the way Rava understands. Therefore, according to Rava's version, Mahlot was in a big field. Because in a big field, the rabbis can say, you don't go with, with that's my much Berira, because bottom line, why do I have to assume that each, at the time of the, um, at the time of the partnership, that each one is giving right, full rights to his friend. You don't have to give full rights to his friend. It's, it's a big, big chassid. Each one has enough for himself. So therefore, you want to come along and say retroactively, when the Uvein walked in, the whole field belonged to the Uvein. You don't have to say that in that case. Therefore, when he's walking, he's having an Afram, Shimon, and vice versa. Mashi'ek, according to the next version. The next version says like this. There's a question on this. Amale Rabbi Yosef. How will you look at a synagogue? A synagogue, which is a public uh, uh, property, that you look at, as a small, a small property, you look at it as a property that's not enough for each uh, for each person. Now, why do you look at it uh, like that? Right, I guess because everybody's able to use it. You're not dividing it amongst anybody. It's, each, each guy in the city has technically a little portion of the synagogue. It's called like a public uh, property where each one has a hanaa. So therefore, you consider it as like a small, a small chaser. Of course, we're going to divide the, 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 it's not divisible. You know, but each, each guy in the community is going to get one, uh, one amma of the shul. You can't say that. This, the shul is considered public property, and therefore it's like a small property for each. Each person has a little, uh, little piece of it. Not enough, obviously, to benefit from that little piece. And what is the law? Vietnam, we learned regarding a synagogue. Uh, which means, let's say, Reuven makes a hana'ah, he comes on, and he says, I'm not going to have any hana'ah from anything that belongs to Shimon. Reuven cannot walk in the synagogue now. Because Baal Shimon has a piece of the synagogue. All right, but the synagogue is really a small item. So I thought we said on small items, even the rabbis agree, that if you go with retroactive selection, well, I'll say that when Neuven's walking into the synagogue, at that point it's considered all his, technically, because each one has to have, uh, you know, it's not enough to go around for the whole thing. But if you say that it's still Asur, that means the rabbis are Osir, even when the item is small. So therefore you're learning the Mahloket the wrong way. So the Gabriel says, you're right. You know how to learn the Mahloket? This is why we learned initially. The machloket between a banana and a ezer is even when it's a small field. 
Which is now we're changing the version. This is the bottom line that we're learning. When it's big, everybody says Asur. And that makes more sense. Because when it's big, there's enough for the event of his half. There's enough for Shimon to have his half. I'm not going to say retroactively when the events, I'm not going to have enough from Shimon. When he walks in, it's his hole. Why does that have to be his hole? Why, why should every have his hole? There was enough for him to have his hip. There's enough for him to have his hip. So by when I'm walking in, I'm having an hour from Shimon. When it's small, they'll have the makhlukah. The Bileh is going to say, even when it's small, uh, in that case, he'll say it's mutar. Why? Because then you can say when it's small, if you work a retroactive selection, I say what? That when the event walks in, it was his at that time. Hakamim are going to say, no. Even in that case, using retroactive selection, bottom line, it is going to be asul. So in a small chatzir, mahloket, in a big chatzir, devrah called asul. Gebrah says now, bottom line, malavuna, alakak, ribid ezim yaakov, vechir amar bil azar, alakak ribid yaakov. That what? In a small one, mutar, which really is saying, and this is the big ran over here, and I think I explained this to you already, but I'm going to say it again. Which is really saying yesh berera. Only problem is we know that we posek in berera. So how can the Gemara come out of here with a landmark ruling? But we know throughout Shas you don't go retroactive selection. So I, I set you up already with this interpretation. It's not a classic berera over here. It's only a berera on the time, but it's not a berera on the actual. Situation itself. So, in a quasi berera like this, we'll hold like to be Ezeb and Yaakov. But, like in a regular bit, like the case of the two girls getting get with Rachel, that already in berera, the case of the animal, where I didn't designate an animal for Yom Tov. Right? So, I'm not going to say, now that I took the animal out of my herd, I'm going to say, that's the animal that was designated for Shaita. No, no, that's already uh, totally retroactive selection. Here, no. The selection already was automatic that whoever's going to walk in owns the field. That, that I'm not selecting that. That's done. I'm just selecting when it's going to be activated. In such a quasi bedera, we can go like the bedera ezer ben Yaakov. But in regular cases, in a chenameh in bedera comes the Mishnah and continues. What do we say in the Mishnah? Reuven says, "I'm not going to have an af from Shimon." Good. Only problem is Shimon has a bathhouse that he owns in the city. So the question is, can Reuven go to the bathhouse? Well, to go to the bath of Adaisasur. By the way, he's having an Afram. Shimon. Only problem is, Shimon rented it out to somebody else. Uh, so now the question is, when he rents it out to somebody else, is that considering having an Afram? Shimon. So it depends. Does Shimon still have profits? To be sat yad. If Shimon's making profits, how would he make profits? For every customer that walks into the bathhouse, Shimon gets a vig. He gets a percentage. So therefore, bottom line, even though he rented it out, I'm still connected. It's my, it's my bathhouse, Shimon's bathhouse. So they make, can I go to the bathhouse? But the Mishnah says, if he has no vig, so then it's mutah. So the Gemara, what, so how, how much percentage does he have to get that's considered significant that he's still a partner, let's say? So it says, I don't care if it's 50% partner, 30% partner, 25% partner. That's considered already he's still... Connected to the can I go to the bathhouse? Avad Batsir, lo. But less than that, less than 25%, according to this opinion, that's not a significant uh, partnership that he's considered the uh, ownership, and therefore it's no problem. He comes in, I don't like it. Even if it's 1%, bottom line, you're still getting a, a vig from every customer that walks in. 
bottom line is considered the Shimon's. Yeah. Who may not be able to go to the bathhouse. Yeah. So the Gemara says, Hechi dame de shari. So what's the case called to Abayi that it's permissible? So it says, the Mikabel betaska. Where what? He gave him a set price for his lease, which means he told him, listen, I'm charging you, I'm going to rent you my bathhouse. Right? Shimon's telling a third party. $1,000 a month. I don't care if there's 10,000 customers. I don't care if there's two customers. I'm getting the set thousand. Then already, since all the profits belong to uh, the uh, the renter, and he's just getting a set uh, uh, a rent, so then already it's really considered the renters. So there the Uven said, I'm not having any from Shimon. He can go to the bathhouse. Because bottom line, it's like considered Shimon's. Because since he's not getting any benefit besides the set price of the rent, then it would be considered... Uh, permissible. So that's machloket amongst the achemim. One wants to say no, plus the 25%, that's not considered a significant uh, partnership. Other one says, what do you mean? Even the 1%, bottom line, you're getting benefit from the Shimon's asset. Therefore, it has to come along and say, it's about taskat. Taskat means, like I could say, set price, and therefore, then it's a total rental ship, rental, and therefore, you have no problem.